Hey guys, it's Marie Haynes here with another episode of Search News You Can Use. This episode was recorded on May 8, 2018, and we're going to recap all of the search news for the last week or so. I have to apologize at the risk of sounding too Canadian for apologizing for everything. Uh, for my voice today, I've got just a mild cold, um, almost over it, but it's making me sound a little bit awkward. Um, still, I should be able to get through this news. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, a pretty interesting article that was written by Google to explain a new type of algorithm, and this is something we should all pay attention to. Um, we'll go over some of the latest algorithm changes and uh, a whole bunch more as well. And as usual, if you want to find this episode, you can go to mariehaines.com slash newsletter and um, you'll be able to find everything there. So let's talk first about the most recent algorithm updates. The, uh, you know, I thought that maybe things would slow down a little bit because we seem to be seeing a significant update almost weekly now. And sure enough, that happened again. In our last episode, we talked about an April 23rd algorithm update. Prior to that, there was April 16th, which was quite a big one. Uh, it looks like there was something significant that happened on April 30th as well. Um, I noticed in my analytics, uh, so I have analytics access to quite a few different sites that I've reviewed over the last few years. And um, a lot of these sites were either up or down as of April 30th. In the newsletter, I give some screenshots from SEMrush as I'm usually reluctant for most clients to post their Google Analytics data. Uh, and it's interesting, again, SEMrush data, which is an estimate of traffic for sites. Uh, a lot of these sites, the traffic seems to change a couple of days before uh, the actual analytics changes, which is kind of interesting. So, But regardless, um, I gave an example of one site that seemed to see nice increases. Uh, and this site, we had worked with them to trim out a bunch of thin content and really, really improve the user experience. There were things on the site that were just really frustrating to users. And um, most of you who are listening to this, if, if you've had a review done from me, you're probably thinking I'm talking about your site because this is usually what we do in these reviews is, is figure out, uh, you know, why would users prefer to use some other site other than yours? And, uh, and so we worked hard with this site to improve quality and they're seeing a significant bump up in traffic. So that's a good thing. Uh, there was another site that, again, we had made these recommendations to trim out a crazy amount of uh, kind of thin content. This was content that was essentially taken from other sources, reworded so that uh, an algorithm couldn't easily detect that it was the same content, um, but really it, was, it didn't add any added value to the original source. And this site is seeing uh, repeated drops. And so this is something, if this is your model, is to take content from other sites, reword it, maybe add one or two things, that type of thing, Google's getting really good at figuring out that it's no better than the original source. And so I've said this before, but if you're taking content that's available elsewhere, in order for Google to rank that content well, it really has to be significantly better. It's not enough to have, you know, add a couple of tweets to it or add, uh, you know, a paragraph here and there. You have to look at it and say, if users were given the choice of looking at my page or looking at this page from this massively authoritative website that broke the news or originally wrote the story, would they really choose my page? And I know that's hard to do when it's your own site because often what we'll hear from site owners is, well, my design is more modern or, uh, you know, 
we have everything in the sidebar that helps people get around. But really, you have to look at it from a very, very critical standpoint. And I find that most of the recent algorithm updates, if, uh, if your site is being affected, it's because Google's recognizing that there's not a whole lot of uniquely helpful content on your site. So um, in the newsletter for the paid subscribers, I do have some tips on how we recommend uh, improving this content, um, making some ways that you can make it more uh, valuable to people. A lot of that involves user-generated content. Google really likes user-generated content, uh, provided that it's well-moderated. Um, you know, if you have UGC that is basically a bunch of people commenting about how they hate everybody, uh, that's not likely to add to the value. But um, there are ways of doing user-generated content that really, really can help and can make you rank much, much better. Um, and speaking of algorithm updates, uh, one of the things that I would like to talk about is that we're offering something as our team where we can uh, look at your Google Analytics data on a weekly basis and let you know whether the latest algorithm update has affected you. So if you're interested in that, we're just taking a few clients on for now. I know we had uh, quite a bit of interest in it when I actually released the newsletter. We still have room for a couple of more, so feel free to uh, to contact me, mariehaines.com slash contact, if you want to be one of our early clients on this service. Um, there's information on pricing and whatnot in the newsletter. So uh, let's talk a little bit about featured snippets. Featured snippets are continually changing, and Google has said that the algorithm for featured snippets is going to continue to change until they really feel like uh, they're doing a good job. There's still a lot of featured snippets out there that um, really are not helpful to anybody. Something that Glenn Gabe noticed is that um, now sometimes Google is surfacing a YouTube video and actually finding the part on the video that relates to the featured snippet and uh, including that as a featured snippet. So it's not new that Google is able to surface uh, just a part of a video, but I think this is new that we're seeing this as a featured snippet. There are some changes coming to Google News. This is something that I don't feel like I'm, I, I don't feel like I have as much expertise in Google News as I would like. So if you are active in Google News, if you rely on it for your traffic, this is something to look into. It looks like Google News is going to be sort of merged somewhat with Google Play Newsstand and also YouTube. Um, apparently they're going to be making some announcements at uh, Google I.O. and that is happening this afternoon as I record this uh, and so maybe next week I may have more to report on that. Uh, I put in the newsletter that this tool called Algaroo is back online. It's something that's run by Dejan SEO and there are a few tools like this. This is very similar to Mozcast, uh, SEMrush Sensor. There are some other tools out there, but I find that Algaroo is, is um, maybe even a little bit more accurate than the others uh, in determining, the, the point is to determine whether there's major flux in the algorithm. Uh, and it's really hard because Google will change their uh, UX all the time, and so something that might look like a ranking change to a program might actually just be that they've changed the order of uh, you know where they've put in a featured snippet or something like that. So um, I'm happy to see that uh, Algaroo is back online. I found this interesting. Kirsty uh, Hulse tweeted uh, a thing saying that if you are a woman in SEO and you want to get into speaking, that she's willing to give some training, mentoring, and help with your presentation. And that's awesome. Every time I go to a conference, there's people are always complaining that there are not enough women speakers. And I'm really on the fence on this. I mean, 
I love to speak. I go to a lot of conferences, but I never want to be chosen just because you had to meet a quota of women. You know, I would like to be chosen because uh, because I bring good value to the conference, and I hope that that's what happens. But here's the thing. Um, I know there was a, a tweet last week from Brighton SEO, and they said uh, they wanted to get more women speakers to their conferences, but I can't remember the numbers, but the number of men who applied by far outranked the number of women. And so we need to get more women to apply to speak at conferences. And I would very happily, if you want to uh, speak at a conference, I'd be happy to look over your pitch and give you some tips. Uh, I'm certainly not the expert in this area, but I have been able to speak at a few conferences. And, uh, and so, yeah, if you're a woman in SEO and you want to learn to speak more, then, uh, then sh uh, hit me up and I'll, uh, I'll see if I can help you out and get you accepted into some conferences. Um, Moz has a new link explorer, and this is pretty exciting. Um, in all honesty, I haven't been able to play around with it too much. Uh, we've been really busy doing site reviews, uh, and I, we haven't done a whole lot of link auditing lately, although we're starting to get back into that. Um, so here's some things to know about the new Moz uh, link explorer. In the past, uh, people would say, well, you know, Moz is so small in terms of their link index as compared to Majestic and Ahrefs, and it sounds like they've really improved that. Their new link index is 20 times larger than it used to be, and it's quite competitive with the other tools. Uh, the data updates way faster. It updates within 24 hours. Um, things like domain authority and page authority, uh, they've improved that and they update really, really quickly. Uh, they have apparently improved spam score. I know I've been uh, a little bit critical of spam score in the past. I do need to take another look at that. Um, as an aside, those of you uh, who know Rand Fishkin from Moz or formerly from Moz now, uh, you know that he has a new book out called Lost and Founder. I am almost finished the book and it is really, really good. Even if you're not doing uh, running a startup, it's something that you would thoroughly enjoy. There's a lot about the history of Moz and just how things went wrong and then how things went right again. And I was thrilled that Rand actually mentioned me in the book. Uh, there's a section about spam score. And uh, thank you, Rand, for, for mentioning me there. That was, uh, it was really nice to, to hear that. Um, so highly recommend that book. Uh, going back to the Moz Link Explorer, though, um, there's also some things where you can bulk upload a list of URLs and see who's already linking to your site, which is kind of neat when you're doing link outreach. Uh, and they have stuff where they'll uh, list the links in, uh, according to domain authority and page authority. That probably can be helpful, but I've always said I, I don't base my link decisions on those metrics. I use them sometimes to help. For example, when we're doing a link audit and we're on the fence and we're like, is this a good link? Is this, you know, just some spammy site that kind of looks good and then it has a domain authority of six, you know, it's probably not a good site. But there could be another site that has a domain authority of six that actually is a fantastic site. It just hasn't got rolling yet, um, and I wouldn't disavow links from that site. So anyways, it looks like the Link Explorer is, uh, is pretty cool, and I'm looking forward to, to digging into that a little bit more. A little bit of local SEO news. There are um, there's changes for agencies, which sound really really exciting. Uh, Google's about to uh, create. It looks like a dashboard that if you're an agency and you have multiple Google My Business clients, you can actually manage those from your dashboard as opposed to uh, being added individually to all those other dashboards. So that uh, that looks uh, pretty exciting. 
Um, we'll talk about a couple of things that I've actually just included in the paid version of the newsletter. I think they're uh, they're good enough to talk about um, right on this podcast. So one of them is this link building tip, and I've touched on this before, but there was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this silly product. It's a pair of jeans that's called extreme cutout jeans. And what happens is there's almost nothing there. It's like uh, basically the outline of jeans. And of course, everybody's talking about how stupid it is. Um, but the thing is, I looked at the page that advertises that product and it has a ton of links. It has really good links from authoritative newspapers. Um, you know, they did a really good job of making press about this silly product. And when you go to the product page, uh, it says it's out of stock. I'm betting that it never was in stock. Um, who knows? Maybe they did sell some, but I think they just made up a silly product, uh, you know, took a pair of jeans and cut out most of them and had a model wear them. And uh, who knows what it cost them to produce that, but probably not a whole lot. And then they got a ton of links. And in the newsletter, I show you the SEMrush stats. Like this site has been seeing incredible gains. Uh, links still matter, people, especially if you're getting links from authoritative uh, news sources and places like that. So if you're uh, an e-commerce store, it's something to think about. You know, create some kind of silly product that everybody would want to share, everybody would want to talk about. And uh, I bet you it'll get you links. It'll also probably improve your EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. Something that uh, Gary Ish shared with me at um, a conference a little while back is that EAT can even be gleaned from social sites, um, which is kind of crazy, right? I mean, we've always said that social links probably don't count for much because they're usually no followed, uh, and Google knows that um, you know they're not uh, high page rank links. But if Google sees that people all over the world are talking about your products, that can actually improve your EAT, which can improve your rankings. So something to think about. And the final thing is uh, this new article that came out from Google employees about a new algorithm framework. And the article is very technical. It's kind of difficult to understand. But what they're talking about is a new way to accurately determine what kind of questions people are answering and then surface the right answer for that. And I thought when I read this, this reminds me of when Hummingbird first came out uh, because Hummingbird was supposed to be Google getting better at determining uh, the, the point of questions. I think the example that they gave was something about can you play Mario Kart without cheat codes and prior to Hummingbird the results that were surfaced were basically uh, with cheat codes and Google couldn't recognize the without in that uh, statement um, and so Hummingbird made it better for Google to recognize uh, parts of questions. This sounds like that but on a much higher scale uh, that Google's going to get better at um, figuring out what is it that people are truly looking for. So how do we take advantage of this um, as SEOs? And it sounds a little bit trite to say, you know, Google always keeps saying, build great websites and you'll and good stuff will happen. And I we keep just pounding this into, uh, um, you know, every review that we do is that if your content is essentially the same as everybody else's, you're probably not going to rank well for it. Um, again, in the past, you could take that content where everybody had sort of the same thing. And if you got enough links to your content, it would rank well. But now that Google knows which links to count, even if you're doing guest posting or stuff that's like on the edge of white hat, there's a good chance that those links aren't going to push that 
mediocre content up higher. And so what we want to do is look at questions. A great way is if, if you're a business that has a customer support team, then ask them what are the questions people keep asking and then create content that thoroughly answers those questions. And figure out ways to get people to want to engage with your content. Add a Q&A section, um, you know, just add videos perhaps that explain things better because some people like to um, uh, digest their content in, in the form of videos. The point is that uh, I'm not saying SEO is dead because, gosh, we, you know, we have saved a lot of sites that, uh, you know, had SEO nightmares on them. Um, so we still need people who are good at technical aspects of SEO. The point is, though, that SEO is morphing into uh, PR and just being really, really good at providing the best answers to your searchers, your users, as you can. So I know that's not a black and white, you know, do this and you'll rank better. But in my opinion, this is the key to success. Uh, and so um, we're always looking for ways to improve sites. You know, we every time that there's an algorithm update, most of the sites that we've worked with that have made improvements have seen some type of an increase. Not all. Sometimes it's because they haven't, you know, they haven't implemented the changes. And sometimes we're not 100% right on those. Uh, but the point is uh, you have to go above and beyond to truly, truly shine as the best example in order to get ranked well. So that's all we have for today. Uh, if you're listening to this on May 8th, you can tune in to YouTube this afternoon and I'll be doing a YouTube live where we're going to discuss all these things again and you'll have the opportunity to ask comments as well. We're going to do that YouTube live probably every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. So if you want to subscribe to me on YouTube, uh, that would be awesome and, uh, and um, I'll be able to keep you up to date with all of the latest changes in search. So that's all we have for today. I wish you the best of luck with your rankings and we'll talk again next week.